Hello, and welcome to oh. episode 124 of the Half-Blind Hecklers. Oh my gosh! This will be the last episode where we are formally going by the Half-Blind Hecklers. So, oh no, it's all over! The end of an era. It is the end of an era. It's a devotional moment for me. So hard. 70,000 so, so memories, and now I'm changing everything. <laughs> but... We got popular mail, man. We gotta, we gotta start uh, getting gotta, more serious. Gotta move on. Gotta move on. Right. But we have a lot of interesting things to cover today. It's pretty much all about COVID. Yeah, yeah. it's all about COVID. Every yeah, that's what story. everyone cares about right now. Yeah. Oh no, the ACLU. So one story that's not about COVID. <laughs> a single story. <laughs> one single story. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. here we go. But before we jump into that. Danny, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Um, yeah. I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're hanging in there. Hanging in there. Things could be worse. Life is decent. Gotcha. Just gotcha. Just waiting, chilling. Like, it's chilling. Better a little, now that better Curtis health. is behaving a little better in school. <laughs> good. He's starting to get the uh, rhythm, eh? Yeah. Well, hopefully, we'll get him where it's like, no, you can't hit people in school anymore. Don't do that. Question. Is the screen paused? Because it says stream paused on the screen. No. I'm recording. Okay. I'm not streaming. I'm recording. Okay. Danny's. I don't know. It's it's it says that on the on my screen. It says stream paused. Oh, so I'm, like, I'm not really sure what that I... means. No. You pause the recording? No. There you go. Okay, now I can see that. Everything's good now. Everything's good. Probably because I hadn't. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything that's when we think I think about when we're together. It kind of worked out. <laughs> yeah. This is a I'm in a jolly for mood today. not to take meth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't not. He just said, he just gave me a free sample. The guy's really nice, you know? Yeah, I'm sure say, the next one will be just as free. <laughs> Right. <laughs> not with meth. Not I'm with sure meth. nothing. There's no down. There's no downside here. There's I'm sure no it's nothing but upside. <laughs> what? It's fine. Okay. Hey, yes. we're, we live in the world where, like, you know, like drugs that could kill you are totally cool. So that's I'm totally like, cool. You know, I guess that's so, the way it works now. Let's talk about this Chinese defector story because this one's Ooh, interesting. Okay. So, Chinese defector shock theory over COVID origins. So this is from Yahoo News Australia. So Chinese defector has suggested the COVID-19 pandemic began after the virus was potentially leaked amongst participants of the military games in Wuhan months before the deadly outbreak was confirmed. Speaking to Sky News journalist Shari Markson for her new documentary, What Really Happened in Wuhan, defector and democracy campaigner Wei Jingxie said the military world games in October saw thousands of athletes from around the world head to the central Chinese city was likely the first super spreader. I thought that the Chinese government would take this opportunity to spread the virus during the military games as many foreigners would show up there. Wei claims he was aware of Chinese authorities experimenting with strange biological weapons, a tip-off from a government source, and tried to warn the U.S., the US but was unsuccessful. Mm. Multiple athletes from around the world later reported sickness and symptoms consistent with COVID-19. Last month, the U.S. Republicans... Foreign Affairs Foreign Affairs Committee <laughs> released a report claiming Beijing was rushing to cover up the virus's spread around the time of the military games. When they realized what happened, Chinese Communist Party officials and scientists and at the 
WIV, um, Wuhan Institute of Virology, began frantically covering up the leak, Republican Representative Michael McCall said. But their cover-up was too late. The virus is already spreading throughout the megacity of Wuhan. So. So this would have been like the fall, wasn't it? Uh, I think this, like I think the military games or... was in December. I don't know when it was. No, like the, the first cases were in detected. October. Uh, uh, the, well, yeah, it would have been October. Yeah. October, yeah. October. Makes sense. But the first, See, it's interesting because like the origin of the origin of the coronavirus has always been sort of interesting because of the things which we now, like we've known about for a few months now, but were really crazy news when they came out. Like that's, I think it was in Spain, Madrid, the water source, the water sampling yeah. that they took in March of 2019 in Madrid contained samples of COVID-19. Yeah. The, the blood that samples. That would have been way before that. Oh, it would have been way before. Games. The blood samples, which they mm -hmm. had for uh, the American Red Cross for blood yeah. donation, they had yeah. antibodies for COVID-19 when they examined the blood samples that they took in September of 2019. Yeah. So for people who are wondering what we're talking about, uh, me and Steven found these stories a while back, like, you know, like last, last year we saw art, we talked about articles that told these stories about like uh, the American Red Cross did like, you know, a sampling and they found COVID-19 yeah. when supposedly it didn't exist. And Spain found it under um, wastewater when it supposedly didn't exist. So all these things were like, wait, that's weird. Why are these things out there? Now, this apparently also explains another curious part of this uh, of, of the puzzle because um, before the only the only way I, I had heard that COVID uh, started uh, getting out was that people who worked at the lab were sick and you know were like spreading it around around people around them. So that's that's the earliest I, I I heard. So this would actually indicate or answer the one big question that everyone had. Like everyone's pretty much on board with the idea that yeah, this virus is from the lab. That's really not really much in dispute. To the point where Chinese. like even social media, well, even this even social media is not banning it anymore, oh, which no, shows not. that they even they're acknowledging. So the question was always like the only leftover question was. Was this an accidental leak or was it intentional? Yeah. And if it was intentional, who did it? Was it just the people at the lab or was it uh, the Chinese government? If it's if this guy, what this guy says is true and the Chinese government released it at the military games, that would be an intentional thing. And that would be like, I don't know what kind of crime that would be, Stephen. Like, that's like, like oh, that, would be, that it's would like, be along the lines of a war crime. Yeah. It's like if you set a fire. In the forest, and the fire goes out and kills like a, a whole bunch of people. You're responsible for that fire. Mm -hmm. I think that's the same thing with this uh, this pandemic and the virus. So yeah, see, like that's quite the big. And if this, like, the thing was, is that if we did not have the stories about the antibodies in the Red Cross, and we did not have the stories mm -hmm. about the Madrid water sample, then I'd be like, yeah, this sort of makes sense because I've heard reports from, and we were trying to find this before, but I'll try and I'll try and look up the story after we're done recording and see if I can grab it. But there is an example. And there was a story from a few months ago of a Canadian military whistleblower. And he's like, yeah, like 
we had a mysterious sickness of the military games in October of 2019. And then the military oh, was very hush-hush about it. And they're like, no, you can't talk about this. It's like, why can't we talk about this? Like, why can't we say that we got sick at the military games in Wuhan, China? And then once COVID became a thing, then it was like, oh. Funny how all this happens in Wuhan. Yes. It's almost like it's all connected somehow. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I don't know. it's, it's all it's, confusing. It's, like I don't know, it, I don't know how it all works together. Like, did they have multiple? Like, they could have been working with one variant of it, and then it released, and they're like, "Well, I guess we'll just like hope that nobody really catches on to that one, and then we'll start working on another one." And then they intentionally manipulated and released the wild type, or the so-called wild type, the Wuhan type. Yeah. It, yeah, and like, and when we talk about the pieces coming together, just, there's a bunch of other things people need to know. Like one of the one of the pieces that I fit together is like, okay, so let's say let let's assume for the sake of argument that okay, this this thing was like created in the lab, manipulated and designed to in fact like you know like tons of people, and that the Chinese government released it on purpose. That would fit with information I have. Like for example, I don't know if you're aware, like well, like, maybe Stephen is, but maybe not the crowd, but um, that the vaccine. That it was, it was basically like they were able to create the 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 programming for the vaccine within a day. One day, they pretty much figured out that the vaccine was um, uh, was you know like you know was prepared. Now they had to just manufacture it, and that only happens if you know in advance what this virus is going to look like. Yep. Like if you're just like finding out, how do you do it in a day? Right, that doesn't fit. And the fact that this. Christian Drosten, who we talked about before, who created this entire genome and this entire thing that that he used to base the PCR tests and to um, to to like come up with this whole thing. This was already prepared in advance. Mm -hmm. He's just ha he's just like, oh, now's my time. Boom, let's get it out and get it going. Yep. It, it it only it works a lot better with an intentional plan. This is why I know people laugh at the idea of pandemic, but when you actually really look at all the pieces and how they everything just flowed. One to the next to the next to the next. It's almost like it was all planned. Like none of this was like accidental. Like it's almost like they had a strategy the whole way through. So it all it all really fits well together. Yeah, it does. Uh, I'm not sure why, Stephen. The the sh your screen share just turned off. It's okay. Okay. Good I to know. I got it. Technical problems. Okay, there we go. No, I just left it for too long. Sorry, who's uh who's on meth? You know today. <laughs> Absent-mindedness is not meth. It's just absent-mindedness. That's right. That's right. You know, meth is the solution to meth that. Is... <laughs> no, no, that would be crack. <laughs> but let's just to see though. We do not advocate this. drug use in no. this podcast. We do Definitely not. Don't take drugs. Do not take drugs. Yeah. Speaking of drugs, Speaking let's talk of... about the next drug, Stephen. <laughs> uh, yeah, the next drug this being... Drug. Let's, let's not... Yeah, that's true. So this is uh, reported by the Citizen Free Press, and we have a couple videos to show you that are on here and on Twitter. So bombshell testimony from doctors at FDA vaccine hearing. So the best moments oh, by the way, from I don't today. Know, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you heard, when I posted this on, this on Facebook, it got a fact check, like, false. Yeah. And the, the their whole fact check was, oh... This doctor, like, it's an independent doctor. He wasn't part of the FDA panel. I'm like, yeah. that's not a fact check. That's just, like, stating facts 
mm-hmm. make it sound like this isn't legitimate. I'm like, no, no. bad fact checker. Bad. Oh, well, yeah, it was like, oh, he's the CEO of the executive director of the COVID-19 Early Treatment Fund. And it's like, oh, yes. Clearly he has no credentials. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so this is what he has to say. And we're going to listen to the whole thing because it's really important. It is really good. Hi, I'm Steve Kirsch. I'm executive director of the COVID-19 Early Treatment Fund. I have no conflicts. Uh, advance to slide number four with the elephant. I'm going to focus my remarks today on the elephant in the room that nobody likes to talk about. The vaccines kill more people than they save. Today, we focus almost exclusively on COVID death saves and vaccine efficacy because we were led to believe that the vaccines are perfectly safe. But this is simply not true. For example, there were four times as many heart attacks in the treatment group in the Pfizer six-month trial report. That wasn't bad luck. Theirs shows heart attacks happen 71 times more often following these vaccines compared to any other vaccine. In all, 20 people died who got the drug, 14 died who got the placebo. Few people notice that. If the net all-cause mortality from the vaccines is negative, vaccines, boosters, and mandates are all nonsensical. This is the case today. Death rates, um, uh, let's slide number seven, advance uh, to the number seven in lower part. This shows that the all-cause uh, death light rate in, uh, in three cases, only the VAERS numbers are statistically significant, but the other numbers are troubling. Even if the vaccines had 100% protection, it still means we kill two people to save one life. Four experts did analyses using completely different non-US data sources and all of them came up with approximately the same number of excess vaccine-related deaths, about 411 deaths per million doses. That translates into 150,000 people have died. Next slide would be slide number 11, uh, the nursing home. Now, the real numbers confirm that we kill more than we save, and I uh, I would love everyone to look at the Israel Ministry of Health data on the 90-plus-year-olds where we went to we went from a 94.4% uh, vaccinated group to 82.9% vaccinated in the last four months. In the most optimistic scenario, it means that 50% of the vaccinated people died and 0% of unvaccinated people died. Unless you can explain that to the American public, you cannot approve the boosters. Yeah. Wow. Pretty crazy. I am tired of being right. Dang it. So so frustrating. Yeah. Um, like, seriously, like, think about that. For every life they save, it costs two. they kill two people. Two people die, the general population. so one person can live. Yeah. And that's, like, yeah, in the nursing homes, it's even worse. Mm-hmm. Six people die in a nursing home for every per- everyone that they save. That's brutal. Right, Stephen? Yes, it is. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, like this this alone gives you an idea of how how bad this whole thing is. And if you if you really think about that, like I'm gonna start telling this to people. I'm like, by the way, are you are you aware that for every every life saved by the vaccine, two people die? And they're gonna be like, what, what? Like they're gonna be shocked well, to hear a stuff like not that. How they're that's gonna respond and you know it. <laughs> oh I know, I know. Their they reaction is much more intellectually honest. You're brainwashed by the anti-vaxxers. Brainwashed. You don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Because I've gotten those yeah. just today. 
<laughs> yeah, they, they just don't believe that we're factual or anything oh, like that. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff that is it, it's infuriating because, mm -hmm. like, they they they've lied to us for months, telling us safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. Well, now we know, and you and I have like beaten on this dead horse like crazy that a they're not effective because they have to they have to change the definition from immunity to protection. They changed the vaccine definition to immunity to protection because they, they couldn't hide the fact that they're not, they're not making, making people, people immune. immune. And guess what does make people immune, Stephen? Natural immunity. Natural immunity. Oh, we one thing. So that was one thing I actually did want to talk about. We don't have the source for it, but the I think it was Vice News. What they say? Vice News published a report from this doctor, and this doctor mm -hmm. apparently said openly that natural immunity is not a thing. And then what he describes is not natural immunity. What he describes is basically just like, oh yeah, like people are just naturally immune, not having acquired it, but just naturally immune because of, <laughs> and he's like, that's what natural immunity is. And it's like, no, that's not what that's natural it. immunity Give is. Give me back your medical degree. You have not earned this, sir. Yeah, you, you don't know what you're talking about. Go, so go back to medical school. And so it's just like, so terrible. you don't even know what this is, and you're trying to be, like, Vice News lets you publish this and claim that you're an expert. Oh. It's like, no, you were to a be fair. He's a Vice, he's a Vice, New, Vice News expert, so. Well, you're not Vice really, you're not really like, you know, far. getting the top. The, yeah, you're not getting the uh, cream of the crop here or anything yeah. like that. Vice News used to be. But, um, yeah, initially, like, that. that's where uh, Tim Pohl used to work, didn't he? Yeah, he used to work for Vice, and Vice News yeah. was actually founded by oh he's a canadian he has a beard oh um the the guy from the Proud boys yeah he always wears the he always wears the flannel shirts yeah yeah gavin gavin something gavin mcginnis gavin mcginnis gavin mcginnis there you go yeah gavin he founded McGinnis. vice news and now they're mm -hmm. crazy far left oh yeah <laughs> so things All change right, show them the other stories all right let's go back to the, the other story, story. dr freeman so Freeman. this is a quick story from Dr. Freeman. So oh, this is so good though. It's interesting, all right. For example, many of my nurses have refused the vaccine, despite having seen COVID-19 cause more death and devastation than most people have. I ask them why refuse the vaccine. They tell me while they've seen the firsthand dangers of COVID in the elderly, the obese, diabetics, they think their risk is low. They're not wrong. Next slide, please. One nurse showed me this Oxford risk calculator. A 30-year-old female has about a 1 in 7,000 chance of catching COVID and being hospitalized over 90 days. She asked me, can I assure her that the studies found her risk of serious harm from the vaccine is lower than her risk of hospitalization? The truth is I can't. Our trials weren't big enough. They weren't big enough to identify the vaccines caused myocarditis, yet now we know they do. Next slide, please. A recent observational study suggests the risk of vaccine-induced myocarditis in young males is higher than their risk of hospitalization from COVID. Is this true? We don't know. It's based on observational data. To know it's not true, we need a large trial that proves the vaccines reduce hospitalization more than they cause myocarditis in this age group. Next slide, please. The former FDA commissioner said the original premise of the vaccine was to reduce death and hospitalizations. And that was the data that came out of the initial clinical trials, except 
as you all know very well, unfortunately, unfortunately, so did my nurse, the initial clinical trials <laughs> did not find a reduction in hospitalization, likely because they were inadequately powered. Yet the former commissioner is correct that the initial trials should have been powered to find a reduction in hospitalization. Next slide, please. We need your help on the front lines to stop vaccine hesitancy. Demand the booster trials are large enough to find a reduction in hospitalization. Without this data, we, the medical establishment, cannot confidently call out anti-COVID vaccine activists who publicly claim the vaccines harm more than they save, especially in the young and healthy. The fact that we do not have the clinical evidence to say these activists are wrong should terrify us all. Thank you. Next slide. Uh, this guy is the, the epitome of a cult member. Yep. He believes in the vaccines so like so adamantly. He's pretty much almost like worshiping at their altar. And he's like, well, she's right. And these vaccines are showing in the real world they're killing and hurting far more people than they're actually helping. Well, what's the, what's the solution? We more need vaccines. more, like, you know, more vaccines and more, like, you know, bigger tests. And, like, mm -hmm. he, be, he believes so much that, like, if only we had bigger trials, then we'd had, like, you know, much, much more, like, you know, like, you know, positive results. Like, this is a perfect example of the... The, the the actual results are proving really horrifying. Uh -huh. We should stop this. We should literally stop pushing these things into the general public because a nurse is owning you because of the data. And what's his answer? Oh, no, she's wrong. I just don't have enough evidence to prove her wrong. Yeah. It's like, no, no, you're wrong. The numbers are showing that you're wrong. This thing is way more dangerous than helpful. This is the perfect time to stop it, to go but they're so adamantly sold out on the vaccine. Oh, it's unbelievable! And this guy is so disingenuous Definitely. when he talks. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It's really, really important. Like this is the kind of stuff that bothers me because right now, and all over Canada, and right now in Calgary, there are like people who are adamantly trying to force you to get this vaccine, not recognizing that there is a legitimate, a extremely legitimate scientific basis to say no, this is this is risky, and I'm not willing to take the amount of risk that this thing is. Like this is like this is why I call this evil. Because they they ignore this kind of like result. They pretend like this thing is like, you know, beautiful and perfect and could never harm anybody. Yeah. Like this is just like legitimately evil. It's yeah, really, at this point. really messed up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lee, <clears throat> his entire article was just like, or his entire speech was like, yeah, I can't disprove her right. I can't disprove her wrong. And like the anti-vaxxers have a lot of points. But, and we need, what we need is. We can't be wrong. We need a bigger trial so we can endanger more people. It's like. Or maybe you could just like <laughs> encourage reprogramming Stop. the vaccine because it's not working. Go back to the freaking drawing board, you know, maybe. It's like, no, no, it no, no like that's that not what we need. We need more people in the trial so that we can have a better understanding. And it's like, no, that's no, not so they can have more evidence. That's not solid supported science. If something no, no, is no. going in the yeah. wrong direction, then you reconfigure mm -hmm. and try again. Mm -hmm. You don't you know say, like, no, 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 no. We need to keep going because maybe if we keep yeah. going and put more people at risk and more, put more <laughs> lives in danger, then maybe we'll get yeah. to the end result, which we can find like more it's just cowbell. 
more cowbell. Well, it's cowbell, but it's cowbell with people's lives. Yeah, it's like beating people over the head with a cowbell. It's like, bonk, 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 bonk. Oh, this thing's not working. Why not? Gong, gong, gong. It's like that meme, that, that's, that, that Principal Skinner meme. It's like, wait a second. Is it possible the vaccines aren't, aren't working? It's like, no, no. it's those anti-vaxxers that are wrong. I need more evidence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's, Damn, it's, it's truly, Skinner. like, mind-blowing how much people are, like, falling into this thing. And it's ignorance. It's just it pure is. ignorance. Well, it's driving this whole thing. It's ignorance, and it's also the the mainstream organizations, like all the mainstream organizations we have here in Canada, all the mainstream news, and all of the medical yep. establishment are yep. all trying to push things which aren't true. And one of those organizations is NPR. Mm-hmm. So they're just pushing. Pfizer propaganda at this point. They say the COVID vaccine for kids ages 5 to 11 is safe and effective. The first results from the highly anticipated trial studying the effectiveness and safety of the Pfizer and BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine for children ages 5 to 11 showed promising results. Yeah, the first one mm. that we mm-hmm. saw for the regular COVID-19 vaccine showed promising results. Oh, wait. <laughs> and then we found out later that people got myocarditis. And had heart attacks. And they got all and had problems. all those sorts of yeah. other issues. But was that reported oh, no, no. by Pfizer? No. 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 Don't worry. No, no. Don't worry, Stephen. This one was much better. You know what they, they found? It's like that all, all the kids that they gave this thing to and who uh, didn't get it, nobody, none of them got sick. Yeah. It's the only possible explanation. Was the vaccine. Is that the vaccine was so perfect. Yeah. It's like no kids got sick in the placebo group. No kids got sick in the trial. Ooh, I wonder if there's something else driving yeah. that, you know, whole phenomenon. It's mm-hmm. like, nope, super effective, super duper effective. Yeah. So giving a two dose regimen of two mic- 10 micrograms administered 20 day and one days apart for children between five and 11 years old was well tolerated, according to Pfizer. Side effects were also generally comparable to those of people between the ages of 16 and 25. So by that, well, that's you not mean reassuring. young men are six times more likely to be getting myocarditis than hospitalized, and that's just a general estimate. Uh, let's let's just go with twelve times. Twelve times. Yeah, <laughs> just double that. So it used a smaller vaccine dosage rather than the thirty microgram dose used for people twelve and older. The dosage was selected as the preferred dose for safety and effectiveness in young children. Uh-huh. So news of the results come you know, as like pediatric. Actu- yes. It's like, uh, you know, like I, I go around and I start giving this like, you know, special, like, you know, magical, like super juice to like all these kids in the neighborhood. And I'm like, if you drink this, you're not going to get struck by lightning. And guess what? All the kids I gave it to didn't get struck by lightning. Yeah. That must mean my magic potion worked. Mm-hmm. That's basically what this is. That's essentially yeah. what this is. And that, well, and then the really sad part is that we know at this point, given the data that we have, that Pfizer covered up serious adverse reactions in their first trial. We know they would have had to. Not only that, they also, uh, I'm not sure of which trial, but one of the trials, the people who were part of the placebo group ended up getting the vaccine anyways. So they mm-hmm. totally ruined their entire, oh, like, yeah, like they, they had know, a lot like of the whole trial who should have been placebo like, group who opted into getting the vaccine. So there is really no, there's no placebo group anymore. Yeah. They're all the vaccinated group. So you don't hear. And so it's yeah. like, what? But mm-hmm. we want to compare the vaccinated to the unvaccinated. It's like, well, you can't do that anymore. 
so no we can't talk about that stuff so we can't post this on youtube Mm -hmm. but things that can be posted on youtube like this family guy sketch so So this is a sketch i think this is just a psa from family guy and they wanted to this is this is pure propaganda straight from Family Guy. It's like, hey, kids. I know it's pure propaganda, but they advertised it as a PSA. So let's watch oh, it, it and then we can go over why it's completely bunk. Let's go for Enjoy. it. Enjoy. Vaccines have oh. been around for hundreds of years. They helped eliminate smallpox from the face of the earth, and mm. they're on the way to doing the same with polio. Mm. Those were once devastating we stop it right there? Then, and now, thanks to vaccines... Yep. Stop it right there. Hey, Debunk like, say what this. you want to say about this. Say what you want to say. Oh, my gosh. Comparing smallpox <laughs> and polio to COVID. How stupid are you? And mm-hmm. saying that this is, like, saying that, oh, yeah, like, this is a PSA about vaccines when the old, like, what is it? AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson, which are using traditional? Yeah. they're Narrow, using Narrow vector vaccines. Yeah. Narrow vector, whatever. But... viral vector yeah viral vector but these vaccines that mrna vaccines they're doing it in a completely different way and so trying to say oh yes like all of these are under the same umbrella term of vaccine is not true it's okay like this is immune rewriting and that's a regular vaccine yeah apples to oranges Mm -hmm. and then they're all called vaccines but they're not the same yes uh, and then the second comparing one, smallpox polio. and polio can be can be actually eradicated because yes. those are ba- those are bacterial uh, infections and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and are, comparing sure the danger yeah. of smallpox and yeah. polio, like smallpox, to this. death rate of fifteen death rate for everybody fifteen to twenty percent. Polio, and that's it, has. And that's for the people inch. that had a little bit of like you know immunity, mm-hmm. but the Native American populations. Oh, they didn't got have any. That was a massive. They got they got wiped by a smallpox. Yeah, but the polio is a one in two hundred chance that you will be paralyzed permanently, mm-hmm. and you're comparing that to oh yes, like we need to make sure that people are just crazy riddled with fear because we're going to compare this virus which has, according to UK government stats, a 0.08% chance of killing you. And we're going to compare that to a virus that has a 0.5% chance of paralyzing you or a 20% chance of killing you. Because those are totally apt and valid comparisons. No, they're not. You're a moron. Anybody (laughs) who brings that up, I'm just like, I I haven't replayed it yet. No, no, can we pause the, 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 the stream, the recording? Oh. Yeah. Hey. Tech issues. Once again, arise their dirty head. But <laughs> if they're to happen any time, then it will happen before we become the shrewd dudes. So, That's back right. to okay. back to this. Hey, we'll go back thing. to Stewie's garbage write-up. Scenes, yeah. you don't even have to worry about them. What do you say, Brian? Should we show them how it works? Well, I have a date with that chick that works at the bowling alley. No, it's <laughs> Where are we? We're inside the fat man's body. Fine, I'll text her. I'll be late. There's no reception. Oh, yes, there's too much plaque in his arteries. You'll never get a signal. 
Anyway, vaccines protect us from illnesses by activating our immune response without the danger of actual infection, thereby training the body to fight off the real thing. Some of the COVID vaccines work by exposing your immune system to proteins which resemble the spike protein of the virus but cannot infect you. The vaccine stimulates your immune system to make antibodies against the virus, mimicking what happens when you get COVID, except that you don't get sick with the vaccine. The mRNA vaccines actually use the genetic code of the virus to create a pretend version of the spike protein. Hi, I look like the virus, but I'm not the virus. When the real virus tries to attack your body, these pre-made circulating immune proteins are already available, coded to recognize the virus and at the ready to fight back. They essentially find, find to, and kill the invading virus, drastically reducing okay. the chances that you... Okay, so a couple things there. Uh, first of all, um, they're right that the mRNA vaccine does create, like it, it gets into your cell, tells your cell to make spike proteins. What yep. they don't tell you, these spike proteins are actually toxic. Because they remember how they, they changed the picture, like the, the, the original virus spike proteins were like, red and mean uh -huh. and the new ones are blue and innocent looking yep. they're not innocent they they when they get onto your body they cause damage yes. secondly this this the, they don't tell you is that when the vaccine uh when the variant when when the the, the virus uh turns into a variant this protective thing doesn't work anymore and that's what's going on right now uh -huh. with covid with all these variants they're looking for the original strain the, the spike protein they can't find it and so they can't protect you so the idea that people aren't getting sick is a lie because people are getting sick. All right. Go ahead and play. You'll get sick. The vaccine also results in the creation of memory cells that will fight the virus in years to come. The memory cells. Right, right. I'm glad you said that. I was going to touch on it. Don't, don't do that. So the more quickly we all get vaccinated, the more quickly we can all get back to doing the things we love safely. Right, like that chick at the bowling alley. Yeah, I, I was thinking of I stop like, it there. concerts. Okay, so uh, not, a, not a couple things. Um, first of all, they said that they give you years of immunity. That's a lie. Nope. You already know that the, the immunity from vaccines fades Quickly. in like, I think the, 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 the recent number was like five months. Yeah. Israel's already like, you know, like their efficacy is pretty much gone now. Mm -hmm. And uh, so these vaccines, they, they talk about like, you know, how they protect you long term. They don't. The memory T cells are garbage because they only, they only protect you against the spike protein not against the new variants, which are different-looking spike proteins. So that's important for you to remember. Also, Stewie there said he made the promise, which everyone, all these politicians are promising you. If you, if everyone gets vaccinated, we can all go back to life. I can tell you right now, that is a lie. Because it's not going to happen. First of all, because it can't happen. The, the Pfizer's already admitted that the vaccine's not enough to stop this. And B... Because they don't want it to happen. I hate to say it, but the, the governments, whoever's in charge, they, they want power and they're not going to let this end. So the promise, remember, they've promised you this for the last two years. If all, if everyone just kind of stays home, flattens the curve, we'll be done. If everyone just stays in and stays home, doesn't have Christmas, we'll be done. If everyone everyone gets vaccinated, we'll be done. They just keep moving to goalposts. So that's a lie. And the fact that these things give you long-lasting immunity, it's also a lie. Continue, Stephen. <laughs> Indeed. As of now, billions of COVID vaccines have been administered safely to people around the world. Uh, Brian, I think stepping on Peter's yep. liver. Help me. Oh, God. Yes, let's just swim over here. <laughs> All right, well, what Peter might ask is, what if the vaccine makes him sick? The common side effects from the COVID vaccines are generally mild and last a few days. But do you know what can uh, have it. serious long-term... Uh-huh. 
Okay. Uh, he, like, well, I didn't catch the last part. Okay. No, that the, they're not generally mild and, uh, you know, like last for a short time. Uh, we, we've already had, like, we already talked about this. Myocarditis, uh, menstrual periods. Um, there's all sorts of, like, nerve disorders, uh, uh, you know, immune, autoimmune disorders. People are dying. People are having heart attacks. Like, the, the number of, like, you know, harms that are being done are, like, over the, over the top. We just literally just covered how two people die for every person saved. That is not mild. I'm sorry. No. It's not. Secondly, he was he's going to talk about how um, how the, you know, like oh like long COVID oh you can get these long long range kind of like you know side effects and all that. I'm like you know Should what else has long range side effects is the vaccines. Yeah. yeah, and we don't know if these things are like even like short lasting. But you know what else we're we're, we're wondering if it's short lasting is all of this impact on women's menstruation is this going to be short lasting? We don't know. This could be long term. Also. Your killer, uh, uh, one of the your, one of your killer cells. I forget. I don't know the name, but one of the killer cells is their numbers are dwindling like crazy in the vaccinated, uh -huh. which means this virus that protects you from live like uh, viral and bacterial infections and also eliminates your cancer cells is suddenly going MIA in your body, and people are getting massive like you know rises in cancers. Uh -huh. We also don't know if that's going to be short term or long term. So. Yeah, you know, gauge for yourself. What's more risky? Fun stuff. Go ahead. Side effects? Well, you know, he also <gasps> says he just figures everyone else is going to get it, so why does he have to? Well, what he should understand is that getting the shot not only protects him, but also the people around him. But even more importantly, if the virus is allowed to spread through an unvaccinated population, it could mutate into a variant that the vaccines might not protect against. And Okay. Right, stop it there. I stopped before. It. So I'm going to address the first issue because I know you want to address the second one. So the first one sure, that they try and address is that okay, like getting the vaccine protects you and protects others. This is a completely bunk narrative, and it's been debunked by the idea that the viral load amongst the vaccinated is, in several studies, is either the exact same or it's several times oh, yeah. higher than the unvaccinated. Viral load, for those who don't know, viral load is what de determines the viral transmissibility. And mm -hmm. so, no, it does not keep you and keep others safe. If you acquire COVID and you are vaccinated, you have the same exact chance, or even maybe a little bit even higher chance, of passing on coronavirus than the unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. So this is, oh, yeah. it's like, just pure lies. Uh, like today, I, I actually, like, um, I found out my boss took the third booster. And no, I wasn't mad. I was just like, you know, oh, okay, if that's the case, I'm going to drive to the upside separately because I know that people who had just gotten the vaccine boosters, they shed they shed viral proteins or viral um, mm -hmm. the, the viral shedding. So I'm like, I know how COVID spreads. It's an aerosol-based, like, disease. So, like, you know, if you're in a, if you're in a, a, a vehicle space. that doesn't have much ventilation, yep. that's a perfect place to catch it because it's, it's circulating in the cabin. Yep. Whereas if I'm in the open, I'm a little bit better. So that's like, you know, I'm taking a good precaution. Now, as far as the variants, the biggest lie that the variants are being caused by the unvaccinated. That's a lie. And I can tell you that right now, because if you know anything about uh, bacterial uh, resistance to antibiotics, how does that happen? It doesn't happen by people getting like infected with the bacteria and dying. It happens from when you get infected with the bacteria, Live. you try to use antibiotics, but you don't use them effectively. And the bacteria is forced 
to try to evolve to avoid the the attempt to to, to eradicate it. Uh-huh. That's how you get variants that are protect that are protected against a new thing. That's exactly how you create this virus, this virus, uh, the Delta variant, and all the other variants. And there, this is backed by so many experts and researchers and studies that are showing that the uh, the variants are not the cause of the unvaccinated; they are the cause of the vaccinated yep. that are creating these variants because these are leaky vaccines. A bad idea is to give an entire populace a leaky vaccine in the middle of a pandemic. Yep. That is a very, very risky thing to do, and they're doing it anyways, creating these variants. And now people are not protected against these variants, and people who have the variants are passing them on in massive numbers to people who no longer have a protection against this new type. Hence, while well, we're going to get these explosions in hospitals of vaccinated people. Yep. Okay. Then we're right back where we started. Gal Gadot singing That's the magic. That's an ugly-looking virus. We can't let that happen. Well, you know, I just realized this is like one of those schoolhouse rocks. Except, you know, without the rock. Yeah, it's like school. Way to end strong, Brian. You know what, Doc? I changed my mind. Something inside of me tells me I ought to get the shot. I think you're going to be very happy you did. Yeah. That's where we're going to end that, because it's just like, oh, That's it's so easy enough. to take it. <laughs> So is it no, like it's really, really easy to debunk so much of the stuff that they share in this. And this is what they consider to be like, oh, yeah, this is proper medical information. And this is proper information about the COVID-19 vaccine. So many people do not realize that they are just being lied to. And these officials and these institutions are just sharing these lies through their teeth. It's really, really shameful. That's what we call it propaganda. This is not oh, a yeah. PSA. It's propaganda. It's propaganda. It's, it's like if you know anything about the Soviet uh, Union uh, or, you know, anything about like fascist governments, you know, like they had a propaganda ministry. Yes, they, they always they never tell you the truth. They always tell you exactly what they want you to hear because they don't want to inform people. They want people to believe what they want them to know. Yeah. You know, for a good example of that, watch the HBO series Chernobyl. Yes. That basically outlines how the Soviet government tried to cover up what really happened. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yep. Anyways, speaking of cover up, Stephen, why don't we cover our next story? Yep. The next story about the FDA. FDA official blow dart African Americans with COVID vaccine is where we're going. Just shoot everyone. Calls for a Nazi Germany style registry of unvaccinated Americans. Think about it like the Jewish star. This is the first time we've ever covered two Project Veritas stories back to back, but this is crazy. Yep. So Taylor mm-hmm. Lee, FDA economist. I didn't know they had FDA economists, but apparently that's where we are. So according to this person, go to the unvaccinated and blow it, COVID vaccine, into them. Blow dart it into them. Lee census goes door to door if you don't respond. So we have the infrastructure to do it. Quote, forced COVID vaccinations. I mean, it'll cost a ton of money. But I think at that point, there needs to be a registry of people who aren't vaccinated. Although that's sounding very much like Nazi Germany. Oh, you think? <laughs> so like that, that that thing that uh video that goes around it's like hey buddy I, are we the baddies <laughs> it's no. like yes you are We're the baddies yeah <laughs> so nazi germany i mean think about it like the jewish star for vaccinated americans i'm gonna go door to door and stab everyone oh it's just your booster shot there you go so if you put every anti-vaxxer like sheep into like texas and you closed off texas from the rest of the world and you go okay you be you in texas until we deal with this pandemic all the wealthy white people are getting vaccinated because they're educated. 
there are political appointees of the FDA that are generally scientific advisors or appointed by the president of the commission. They're being paid based on if other people are staying in power. Unfortunately, everyone ends up playing politics. I don't think the career scientists are. I think that's just the people. That it's the people they are unfortunately having to report to because these political appointees are being put in place. And that's part of like the Senate confirms the people to then just pick their people. Okay. Last one wasn't as interesting. They're playing politics. With people's mm-hmm. lives. But yeah, this is this is absolutely crazy. And like we we called that this is where we were heading. Like we looked at the stuff that was coming out of Australia, we looked at all the information. And we're and then of course like the the roadmap of which we're like, yeah, this is probably just an accurate prediction of what's to come. Like if they're having a federal registry of unvaccinated people, it is going to be a hop, skip, and a jump from there to internment facilities. Yeah. And by then, it's just like, okay, well, you want to mm-hmm. have a civil war? Let's have a civil war. Come at me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you know, that people are, people... Like, a year ago, we were suggesting that there was going to be, like, you know, vaccine passports. People thought we were nuts. They are like, nah, you're you're just imagining. That's never, yeah, conspiracy theory. That's never going to happen. And I'm like, well, now our prediction, like, sorry, in the spring, we were predicting that, oh, yeah, we're going to go back to a lockdown in the fall. People are like, no, we're not. Like, yeah, "Yeah, we are. We're We're actually almost, like, thinking of taking bets, like, you know, when it's going to happen. And then now we're predicting that, like, you know, like, yeah, at some point, they're going to lock up all of the uh, unvaccinated. Treat them like dirty, dirty dogs, and then they'll do probably forced vaccinations. Yep. At some point, because uh-huh. their ultimate goal is they want people, everyone, to be vaccinated, and the only way you kind of justify the injustice of locking people up and vaccinating them by force is you need to demonize them and dehumanize them. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, that's where we're headed. Like it's mm-hmm. so many people are advocating for this, and it's not just like the the radicals, it's everyday people. Yeah. Like we covered this, Jimmy Kimmel was saying this the other day, and he's like, oh yeah, like unvaccinated people shouldn't have access to hospital care. This is oh, disgusting, yeah. like sociopathic, fascist ideas. Yeah. And they're not being stuff. propagated by the crazies, by the far by the far left or the far right le- radicals. They're being propagated by those who are fully mainstream. I'm sorry, no. Like Jimmy Kimmel's not mainstream. He's okay. far left. He's very no, but he's left. mainstream in terms of media. He's a mainstream comedian. He's part he's of the a, establishment well, of mainstream the... comedian. Mainstream. Yeah, media. I, I guess it's it's difficult for me to like consider the establishment media as like the in between because like I know that. Well, not, no, I know that they're not. I'm just saying mainstream is as if like because they're popular and they're prominent. popular. Popular. Well, let's just call them the popular media. Okay. Because I don't, I, I don't like, identify you know, mainstream as like center. Yeah, I've never used that term to yeah. describe the center. Yeah, because they, they like they call like these kind of news outlets. They call anybody who's right of right of them like far right extremists. Yeah, and I like to actually say like I'm like, well, you guys are far left extreme. Like they're they they are legitimately extremists. Because the kind of things that they advocate, the kind of like you know, ideas that they kind of push, are are extremely radical mm-hmm. and extremely uh, dangerous. Indeed. So, yeah, yeah. But the interesting thing is, is that one of the far left radical groups is actually starting Ooh, to come out against this stuff. 
So leader of Black Lives Matter New York chapter calls vaccine mandates racist and disrespectful. So Black Lives Matter activists in New York are calling out the city's leadership over what what they believe as racist COVID-19 vaccination requirements. Since mid-August, the city has required anyone 12 or older to show proof that that they've had at least one COVID-19 shot for indoor dining, gyms, museums, theaters, and a host of other indoor activities. However, black residents are lagging behind the overall populations and vaccinations, and some say the rules are disproportionately affecting black New Yorkers. Nadoi. So more than 70% of black Americans between 18 and 44 have not gotten the vaccine, a statistic repeated by activist Shavona Newsom at the restaurant protest of Carmine's Italian restaurants. Hank Newsom, a black activist and founder, co-founder of Black Lives Matter Greater New York, organized a protest outside of the Manhattan restaurant where a hostess claimed three black women from Texas attacked her after she asked them to show proof of vaccination. Newsom and his sister... I remember... Mm-hmm. It was a really interesting story. I remember... Organized a protest outside the restaurant earlier this week where Hawk accused the city of using vaccine requirements to cover for its racist ways and discrimination. Now, I remember seeing that story, Stephen, mm-hmm. like this story about like when they were like protesting the very restaurant where those three black women were pretty much like part of that whole uh, you yeah. know, scuffle and all that. And I was like, oh, dang. Oh, dang. One like Democrat pet project. Is now being, you know, like, mm-hmm. like you know, like pretty much demonized by another Democrat pet project, which yeah, is like Black Lives Matter. Their own. It's like, oh dang! And they're, I don't know how they're going to resolve this because they're they're both kind of like protected classes, and yeah. they can't really, you know, they don't mix well, and you can't demonize one and like you know save the other. So it's like, well, yeah, like anybody who was looking now. at the statistics knew that the vaccine requirements would disproportionately affect urban blacks. Yep. And we we had known this for months, and so somebody who commented it on one of our videos were like, it'd be interesting to see all this, and it's like, yeah, it's becoming interesting right now, because this is happening <laughs> right now. Like, yeah. these people are being kicked out, and claims of racism are throwing all around, and it's kind of hard to avoid these claims of racism, because it's, pretty much, it's, it's pretty primarily old. affecting blacks. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know whether this story is absolutely true or not. I wouldn't be super surprised if it was true. But that's just kind of where we are. And it's pretty legitimate. Yeah, it seems fairly legitimate. And like there have been lots of raised issues and threats of violence over vaccine mandates. Like you look at France, mm-hmm. you look at... Well, you look at Australia. You look at Australia Australia. right now, and I'm going to mute the video, but just watch this craziness in Australia. This is absolutely insane. Yeah, the mob is overrunning the police, like just completely taking them down. And then the police kind of respond, and they take their little, like, use of power, and you can see them just, like, randomly spraying pepper spray into the crowd. And then if they yeah. find and isolate somebody, like they do pretty quick here, then they drag I them down. Did I? Yeah, you missed it. It's just before. Yeah, I know where you're looking. Okay, well. No, I'm looking at this. Oh, no, wait. Oh, no. Wait, that's I did right. not miss yeah. it. So, yeah, they, like, drag this person down, down, and they're trying to, like, yeah. spray them and beat them. Yeah. And so, like, there is a reason for these crowds to be pissed in Australia. Mm-hmm. Because... 
the, the cops in are, Australia have been oh, the worst. They've the been the worst. worst. Like, there is no other word for the cops in Australia other than jackbooted fascists. Yeah. There's no other way to describe them that actually makes sense. Yeah. This yeah. is and not, a well, like, okay, you you've been... Well, yeah. Like, we've yeah, like... described a few incidents, and we've gone over a couple of them on the show, mm-hmm. but nobody should want to become Australia. And the sad portion is that there are millions of people in North America and around the world who are like, yes, we need to become like Australia so we can eradicate COVID. And I'm like, you want... More fascism! Yeah, you want fascist fascism. cops? You want widespread protests in the streets? Like, that's one benefit of history, is that people know mm-hmm. what this looks like. And now, it's it took them about 18 mm-hmm. months, but Australians are finally waking up and they're like, no, screw this crap. Oh, they are. We're done. They are and they are pissed. super pissed. Well, but, well because like the, the thing is, like you know, you see, like I've seen some of the videos of what happened in Australia, and they're just brutal. Like oh, the awful. the police, they they go into like parks, they grab people, they drag people down, they toss people down, they push people down, they spray them in the face. They sprayed reporters uh, who were there, like documenting. They they sprayed them on purpose. They knew that they were reporters. And they were spraying them. They um. They, they, they took these one group of guys and they basically, like, in, initiated a fight and yeah. got a whole bunch of the guys, like, demonized them. Like, then and, and the big one is right before this, like, I think it was, like, the weekend before this this whole incident happened, the the police were seen, like, attacking a group of protesters and they, they literally shoved a 70-year-old woman to the ground so she smacks her head so she's, like, literally lying there unconscious yeah. and they're spraying her in the face with this pepper spray. Yeah. As if it's not enough that they knocked her over. And people knew about that, and they were pissed about that. And they were pissed. Rightly so. Yes. It, it, it comes, there, there comes a point where, yes, I, I respect the police, but when the police are like this, they're no longer respectable. They're, they're yeah. like the KGB or the, um, or the Gestapo. Yep. Yeah. So this is the kind of stuff that we can expect in the coming months and yep. years if things don't change. Mm-hmm. Which is why we consistently and continually are like large, organized, mass non-compliance. That's how this ends, because the government has to realize that we are not servants of the government. The government is ours. They are our servants, and they are bidden by us to do our will. We are not existing to serve their nonsensical mandates. Yeah, and this is the thing we're trying to like encourage people. We're not trying to tell people like you know go out there and fight in the streets and riot. We're just saying that gotcha. like uh, the 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 government has they they there's patterns. My my roommate Chad he loves to say like once is an accident, twice is uh, you know like a coincidence, the third time and on is a pattern. Like you know if you do the same behavior, the government has shown a pattern of like constantly moving the goalposts, constantly making promises they don't keep. Constantly, like, you know, increasing the amount of, like, you know, how harsh and punitive their, their things are. This is all increasing, you know. And people th- people think that if I comply this one time, then they'll let me better. out. Yeah. And so what they don't want, they don't know, is that the government's already made up their mind about what they're, they're going to do. They're just doing it. They're doing it very slowly because yeah. they hope that people won't, won't notice. What the real question is, is are you going to figure out what they're doing and are you going to yeah or are you just 
perfectly happy with like you know letting the government like steamroll you and turn you into uh you know second class citizens yeah puppet yep it's all truly speaking of puppets really sad yes speaking of puppets they talk about the aclu ACLU turning Ginsburg Ruth Bader Ginsburg by rewriting her quote so ACLU rewrites Ruth Bader Ginsburg quote to erase women the American Civil Liberties Union erased women this week when it tweeted an altered quote from the late Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, removing the word women, her, and she from the quotation. The group replaced women with persons while removing her in favor of their and replacing she with they. So this is the tweet. The decision whether or not to bear a child is central to a person's life, to their well-being and dignity. When the government controls that decision for people, they are being treated as less than a fully adult human responsible for their own choices. Which is a complete change of what the quote is actually... Well, because it's erasing women. It's just replacing all gender singular terms that are meant to describe women, central to a woman's life, to her well-being, and they're replacing it with gender-neutral terms. Yeah. Because they're trying to market that... There is no difference between women and men. They're also trying to to market that transgenderism also applies to abortion. Both of which are like nonsensical concepts. Yeah, like I've always said, like the same people that are telling you that men can get pregnant and give birth are the same people that are telling you that the masks work works. and the vaccines are safe and effective. Like literally, these same exact same people. people. The same doctors. Dr. Fauci will say the same thing. Like, you know, like, oh, men can get birth, but also the vaccines totally say, yeah. trust me, I'm a doctor. Oh, boy. Yeeks. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, it's but. it's really scary. And, like, even Ruth Bader Ginsburg, like, allowing women the ability to have an abortion, and, like, Michael Knowles was talking about this a bit on the show, and he, he raised an interesting point, that allowing women to have abortions changes their their role in their dichotomy because it makes them more into well women don't have to be the the ones who give birth they can be the breadwinner they can dis- they can decide in their own repro- reproduction and their own fertility they don't have to stay home and take care of the kids and it's yeah. it just starts on the role of erasing what women are and what they are supposed to do like, I'm not saying that all women are supposed to be homemakers. No. But a primary role of women is to birth children. And a primary role of this... men is to care for the woman and said children. Yeah, and, you know, like, you know, what you're drawing from is the Christian ethic, the Christian mm-hmm. worldview that, that understands that women and men have different natures and different uh, built-in, like, you know, like, you know, uh, things that that are part of their nature. Yep. And uh, women, like, you know, there's a reason why women are so, like, I love how, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Matt Walsh did a great example of this. He said that when his wife and her friends get together, they just sit down and they chat and they chat and they chat and they chat and they talk for hours. But, but like, when him and his buddies get together, they they get together and they do a mutual they activity. They play poker. They watch football. They play pool. They do something. And in conversation comes out of that yeah so but it's 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 something that's inherently 
uh, like built into like you know people that you don't have to tell them this. They just they just innately know it uh-huh. that it's it's this. That obviously is like not the hard rule for everyone, but it's it's a very common thing for uh-huh. for the two sexes that they have natures that they, they want to follow. So yeah, yeah. guys uh-huh. don't like so, getting together for coffee. <laughs> oh, I don't know. This guy does. This guy does. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. But I would prefer to be like, okay, let's like let's chat, but let's go Over do a team games. sports or play a video game or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're such a tr- prototypical man, there, Stephen. Sorry, my, my yeah. toxic masculinity runneth over. <laughs> <laughs> well. Speaking of a real man, let's talk about the doctor who sure. uh, actually like had a good little, little speech. So, do- Alberta doctor says hospital capacity numbers have been manipulated by AHS. Hmm. So the number of patients in Alberta hospitals was actually going down when Premier Kenny brought in the newest COVID-19 lockdown restrictions last week, claims Gary Davidson, emergency doctor in Red Deer. At an event put on by Mountain View Freedom in central Alberta on September 18th, which was, of course, just last week, Davidson spoke to a gathering of close to 1,000 people. AHS says his claims are wrong. Just before the lockdown announced... Just so you know, AHS, AHS, like, if I have to take AHS's word over a doctor who has more to lose than to gain by, you know, like, speaking out and all that kind of stuff, I'm sorry, AHS, I'm not taking your word for anything. You lose. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust AHS in almost anything. Just before the lockdown announced on September 15th, David said he would notice hospital admittance numbers were on the decline. He said he texted one of his political friends asking if the province was going to go into another lockdown. The reason for his inquiry stems from what Davidson has been observing in his and another Alberta hospital. Numbers of patients being admitted was trending down. As soon as the admittance numbers dropped, they put into a lockdown, so it looks like the lockdown fixed everything, and they've been doing this every time. And I know that because I see the numbers, which was videotaped and posted online. Davidson said that he texted a colleague at the U of A to look into admittance numbers. And in three days, they've been trending down. And my last shift, I had zero patients for about three hours. So the question is, are we in a crisis in our hospitals? According to Davidson, this healthcare crisis didn't start with COVID. So he claimed the problem started six years ago under the Notley government. He alleged the government began to cut back nursing positions in the emergency department. The shortage in staff was covered by the local newspaper, exposing the hospital bed shortages throughout the province. Because of the staffing shortages of the time, his department was told to redirect patients to other smaller hospitals. We're the intake hospital for the central zone. We can't do that. We can't send a heart attack to Lacombe. They send them to us. That's what we were doing because we had no staff. He claimed his department had 55 beds at the time. And 11.30 p.m., they were forced to close 17 beds because there was not enough money or staff to keep them open. This is what led to long wait times and emergency. This has nothing to do with COVID. It's been going on for six years, and it was created. We have a crisis because we have no staff, because our staff quit, because they're burnt out. They're not burnt out from COVID. And then he talked about a nurse that quit because she was not vaccinated. Yeah, but what what she what her colleague said is like, oh, you yeah, know, like a waste ridiculous. of skin. She said like, yeah, she called her a waste of skin because she's not vaccinated. And this is like a thirty year thirty year nurse. Yeah, who's like you know like been like working like crazy, uh-huh. and she quit because she's like being treated like garbage. Yeah, terrible stuff. And he claimed he received a text from a person who's in the know alleging 425 ICU and critical care staff have quit across the province. This is going to cause serious problems in our healthcare system. Yeah, because that's, that's are just not 425 in ICU, 
And then, of course, we're yep. going to see thousands across the board for everything else. Mm-hmm. We are going to see like massive issues with our healthcare system. Mm-hmm. And it's long-term going to issues, cause too. long-term issues. And whose fault is it? It's AHS and it's the Alberta government. And it's entirely because they've created this whole system of reducing beds and reducing, like, the Notley government increased healthcare funding, and yet there was bed shortages, there were staff shortages, there was problems all the time. Yeah. Yeah, like, this is something that John Carpe from the Justice Center covered a lot. He basically explained to people that if you think that the the healthcare crisis started with uh, with like COVID, you weren't paying attention no because hosp- like the the AHS uh, problems in the hospitals were, were like have been going back ages. They've been overstaffed, understaffed, overworked. Hospitals have been full. Waiting wait times have been ridiculous. COVID did not create those things. It only exacerbated what's already there. Yeah. But what are they doing? So there's a fire. Supposedly, like I'm, I'm not even sure about the numbers that they're given because, like we talked about, the ICU beds are smaller now than they were a year ago. Mm-hmm. But there's supposedly a fire, and what are the, what's the worst thing you can do when you have a fire in your kitchen? You throw like you you throw like you know like alcohol at it, and then like oh problem solved, it created a bigger fire. So mm-hmm. this is why I keep telling people like when they they blame the unvaccinated. What they're really trying to do is they're trying to get you to not not focus on that the fact that this is their their crisis that they, they created caused. they caused, and they're trying to blame someone else. Yep. This is the classic thing. This is like what politicians do all the time. They blame the poor. They blame the immigrants. They blame whoever else. Right. Um, yep. That's a redirect. It is a redirect. So, thank goodness for doctors like this. This guy is a freaking like you know rock star. You should get a medal. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it's, it's so, so sad. He said like there's like... So should the 172 Windsor, Ontario hospital staff who has been suspended without pay for not getting COVID-19 shots. Oh, yeah. They have until early October to get their first shots or face termination. About 172 mm. staff members at Windsor, Ontario hospitals have been suspended without pay for not getting their COVID-19 shots. The Windsor Regional Hospital and Hotel, Hotel Dieu Grace Healthcare both have policies mandating that of Wednesday, September 22nd, which was yesterday, all staff and physicians must have had at least one dose of the vaccine to continue working. WRH confirmed in a news release that 96% of its employees are fully vaccinated, but as of Wednesday, 140 employees but seven, plus seven professional staff members have not complied, with 84 of them considered clinical staff. The staff who have not complied are now placed, also placed on a two-week unpaid leave. An official at HDGH mm-hmm. confirmed the hospital's 96% vaccination rate. However, as of Wednesday morning, 32 employees have been suspended without pay. We've talked the about this a about little stories bit. like this yeah. is that they 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 demonize they they try they to do. like portray them as the bad guys. Yeah. Oh, you darn people! You, you didn't, didn't do comply. what we were trying to blackmail. We blackmailed you and extorted you. What else can we do? It's literally your fault. Like, you know, there's like the bully, like grabbing your fist and like, you know, hitting you in the face and be like, stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. You know, like that's what they're doing. Yeah. And like, let's face it, unlike a restaurant or any other like major job, uh, you know, like hospital workers, particularly like, you know, nurses and doctors, they don't grow on trees. Nope. You know, they're, they're, they, they, they don't, you, you can't just kind of fill those spots like nilly willy anytime. 
those are difficult spots to fill. Mm-hmm. And especially during the middle of a pandemic and a crisis, maybe like, you know, don't be like throwing the, the most important yeah. people under the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. I'm totally with you there. It's yeah. utterly ridiculous. And, and like, and, and the last thing with these people, and like, my heart goes out to them. These are heroes. Like last year, they were being called heroes. They worked through the pandemic without a vaccine that, you know, great risk to themselves. Like, you know, we made all these big things about how they're heroes. Mm-hmm. And now they're being treated they're the like dirt. Like you tell me, you tell me like why so many nurses have spoken up at these freedom rallies and they are pissed at how Super they pissed. were like basically used and then thrown under the bus yep. by their own you know, people like, you know, like they, they sacrificed themselves at great cost to save people's lives. And now they're being told like, yeah, you don't matter. Go away. Mm-hmm. This is really like t- horrible stuff. So truly, truly yeah. horrible stuff. Yeah. All right. Last, last Thanks thing. We're talk <laughs> so Justice Center gives Ontario <laughs> final warning over Vax passports. The Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms has issued a legal warning letter to the Ontario government on behalf of four clients demanding a vaccine passport mandate be revoked immediately. The law requires that Ontarians as young as 12 to provide proof of two two doses of COVID vaccination as of September 22nd, again yesterday, or be denied access to a wide range of businesses and organizations, including field trips to city facilities. The Justice Center has notified the province that it will file legal action should Ontario fail to halt its unconstitutional discrimination against those who have not yet chosen to receive the experimental vaccines. Since the vaccine passport has been announced, the Justice Center has received hundreds of emails from Ontarians concerned about loss of employment, loss of ability to worship, and denial of access to restaurants, bars, gyms, sporting events, meeting and event spaces, and more unless they show proof of their confidential medical status of vaccination. And the Ministry of Health has stated that the only that the government will only recognize two medical exemptions for vaccine passports. One of those who are one for those who are allergic to an ingredient with verification provided by an allergist, and another for those who experience myocarditis or pericarditis after the first dose of the vaccine. There has been no provision for exemptions based on religion and creed, both protected grounds under the Charter and Human Rights Act. Oh, just you know, myocarditis and like yeah. a massive like you know allergic reaction after the first vaccine. Well, like, and we already know that sure, that's... we already know that they'll only count myocarditis and pericarditis if they show up within a very very short window. So if you have mm-hmm. myocarditis after receiving your first shot, they're like, well, no, that's not that doesn't count because we didn't qualify it. We didn't say that it counted, and so therefore it does not mm-hmm. count. So like I've already detailed several times. The accounts of my friends who had an she had an adverse effect, a serious one, within twenty four to forty eight hours, and they're like, "No, it didn't count within the first four hours," and so it's not a vaccine adverse effect. Uh, you cannot list it. You are not exempt. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. you evil sociopathic dicks. These you are, are like legitimately monsters. Oh, legitimately monsters, and just legitimate. Like, like, there's, do there's not care no other way to put people. it. That's why I call them sociopaths, because sociopaths have absolutely no empathy for human suffering, and they don't care. Now, like, remember, too, we have just gone over a couple of stories that talked about how the vaccines are killing two people for every person that they save, that the vaccines are causing, like, countless amounts of harm, human harm, Uh that people have very low risk, that people who have already had COVID have better protection from COVID, that the vaccines are waning in, in efficacy, that you can still pass it on. Like, 
we know these things, and they these mean nothing to the people in charge. Mm-hmm. This this is what shows you that the people in charge are not being honest. They're not being intellectually honest. They're not being honest in any way. They're pretending like no harm is coming to anybody yep. through these vaccines, even though the FDA is admitting like, straight yeah, up that are. the numbers are not under the numbers are not on their side. That there's more harm being caused than good. Yeah. And yet you have like people like like uh like you know, our city council with uh like the 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 tyrant you know like Nahid Nenshi saying that like you know oh everyone has to get vaccinated including and especially children yeah. because they're a horrible horrible threat to everybody. Uh, who cares how many people die because of because this? I want incredibly, it. Incredibly, like you know, yeah, because I want it. These are people. These are sociopathic people. They're yeah. not good people. No. A person, a good person, would be genuinely concerned if they hear reports of people like having harm, and they would be genuinely concerned about the uh, you know the impact and like you know like about saving lives. Uh-huh. But nobody's acting honestly right now. Yeah. This is not. We, we're not living in a place where good people are acting in good ways. And I'm 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 still genuinely shocked when I hear people say that they think. They genuinely believe that the government, the is, government for their good. is on our side, that they want the best for us, that they're acting for our good. And I, I just basically say, like, if you believe that, you're believe, you're believing a fairy tale. Yeah. I mean, you can believe in a fairy tale if you want, but I it's have not a unicorn true. Farm it's farm simply not you. true. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that. So, yeah. So that that's pretty much um, the thing. Like, the vaccines are... A, a massive black eye on humanity right now, mm-hmm. and the people pushing them are another massive black eye on humanity, and yeah. So, this is why we're, we're like, like upset. I, I'm no longer encouraging or even suggesting that anybody should get the vaccine. If people no. ask me, they're like, oh, do you think I should get the vaccine? My first answer is no. 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 Under no circumstances should you get that vaccine. They, we don't even know the full full extent of how many people are being hurt. We do know that more people are getting injured, more people are dying than this stupid thing is supposed to be saving. And this thing's actually going to make more people sick and and unhealthy and die because it's weakening your immune system, causing Mm -hmm. all sorts of long-term problems. This is why I'm saying like this, I'm genuinely coming around to the idea that this is not a drug. It's not a vaccine, not a drug. This is a bioweapon. I'm yeah. genuinely coming around to that idea that I, I think this is legitimately a bioweapon mm-hmm. because the people who are in charge are not acting like good actors. They're, they don't care about safety. No. So, it's all about pushing that's my, what That's they my want. spiel, man. That's, that's your spiel. Spiel, yep. spiel, spiel. All right. So that's going to be, as always, that's going to be the end of today's episode. Mm-hmm. Last episode where we are represented and known as the half-blind hecklers. Half-blind so, one. Yeah, pointing in the wrong direction, but I'll take it. Yay. <laughs> I screen you're on this but side. <laughs> it's been it's been a fun run of being the half-blind yeah. hecklers. It's been 124 episodes, and by episode 125, we will be the shrewd dudes. So we'll have the new logo ready to go, and it'll be a new week, a new day. And go check out our website. We finally got the website. Well, well not finally, but we we uh, updated the website. Yeah, and it's now an easy to remember uh, website. It's theshrewddudes.com. Yep. 
Yeah, yes. Which is much simpler. It much is. simpler. It is much simpler. And the nice thing is that uh, all of our, like, whenever we post episodes, uh, just go to the blog. I post all the episodes on there with all the links, including all the sources. Uh-huh. So then you have pretty much everything you need. So, yeah, all good. For sure. For sure. All right. So, you know what to do if you've been following us. Like, share, subscribe, comment, whatever. I don't care. Do whatever. And don't get the vaccine. Yeah, try not to. <laughs> <sighs> it's going to be ridiculous. The coming days are going to be crazy. But. Yes. I will, we will see you. Open Christ, Stephen. Uh, open Christ. Christ. Yes. Come on. All right. We, All right. We will, or at least I'll see you next Tuesday. Danny will see you next Thursday. And mm-hmm. for the last time, here at the Half Blind Tacklers, we may be blind, but we may can still blind. see still the truth. See the truth. Have a great night, everybody. And as always, God bless.